Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Back in February, Tasman Rugby Union announced the appointment of Lyndon Bray uh, to their position of CEO. Uh, as a name familiar to uh, all of us, perhaps more so as a noted rugby referee and administrator, but all of a sudden he has jumped the fence to the bright side. Uh, good morning, Lyndon Bray. Thanks very much for joining us. Good morning, Smithy. Thanks for having me. Hey, look. Uh, hey, Trafalgar Park Nelson uh, basically is, is your base these days, uh, of course, but at this Saturday, uh, is it this weekend anyway, you're su- Sunday, you're supposed to host... County's Monaco, so I guess you're on hold, are you? Yes, we're all on hold, and uh, look, I, I suppose the only thing I thought last night was having come from South Africa and for the last 18 months and gone through the trials and tribulations in that country, um, I can only admire the government's resolve to, to do stuff so quick. Um, you know, and I, let's hope that it's now contained uh, to a level that's really manageable, and um, and rugby and everything else will just have to uh, adapt accordingly. So, you know, in my view, well done to them. So uh, just to finish off on that point, you're, you're in, we're obviously in lockdown now. Uh, what, what do you have to do or what has to happen for that uh, game to go ahead at this point? Oh, the, the major implication, Smithy, is going to be from the point of view that, n- number one, uh, teams can't train. So you're going to end up with, with days of inactivity, which then uh, complicates things. And, of course, number two, uh, you've got the implications of trying to travel uh, and you've got teams who are out for longer than this weekend. So, I mean, we already know that counties clearly can't travel. They're, they're in a situation up north where they're out for seven days. So we certainly won't be playing. Um, yeah. So the implication is, is sort of from a wider point of view, uh, for New Zealand rugby, who I'm sure will come out soon to say, well, th- these are the announcements and, and results for the whole weekend based, based on those implications. OK, let's, uh, uh, let's look at um, why Lyndon Bray became uh, the CEO of the Tasman Rugby Union because whilst yes. you, you know, you've, you've been a referee most of the time, uh, Lyndon Bray, you, uh, you, you clearly have a, a love for the game. Well, I do. I, I probably have two loves. I have a love for leadership. I, I think, um, you know, growing and, and developing people and uh, making sure that they can realise their potential is, is a huge passion of mine. Uh, and I love doing that in the referee space. But I guess this this is an opportunity to, to really grow my skills uh, in that space, leading a, an organisation. And I was very fortunate that at the time uh, to 
to be able to take that opportunity within rugby because I do love the game. And I, I think one of the great passions that I have coming into this role is looking at a, a really proud region like this one. And uh, we have a really interesting scenario that a lot of unions don't have, which is you've, you've got two provinces coming together as one in a, uh, a really exciting venture just 15 years ago. So you've got two very proud provinces uh, who have a long history um, coming together as Tasman and forming what is a really compelling story. But underneath that, you know, you've got, like all around the country and indeed all around the world, you've got some really proud clubs who have struggled uh, in the last, probably especially the last 10 years. And my passion is to really grow that community game and the, the health of the clubs. And I think when I went into the interview, having done the research, that, that was probably one of the compelling reasons why I was, I was able to win the job. So... Uh, let's let's hope that we can make that work. And uh, we've got a big club, Hui, at the end of August where all the clubs come together uh, with me and we're going to be working through a sort of a, a, a big vision for how we grow the, the club game over the next three years. Well, that's important because obviously uh, at the moment your flagship, uh, your top team, is performing exceedingly well and has done for a great period of time. Uh, and I, I would yes. imagine that makes it slightly easier uh, to bring clubs together and those various bodies for that, which would generally, I imagine, be quite a positive one to start off with anyway. Well, well it's certainly what the Marco does. And I think there's two, two really key parts about what, what's made the Marco special. I and mean, no, number one, that brand just took off. Uh, and... I made the point to people when I first arrived here, I, I don't think a lot of people locally realise how, how big the Marco brand is outside their region. Uh, and you, you get a lot of New Zealanders who say, well, you know, I'm in Auckland, I support Auckland, but my second team's the Marco. And, you you know, I've had people overseas walking walking into club games that are wearing Marco jerseys. So that that's fairly rare in a provincial sense. So we're very lucky to have a very strong brand, and so that helps us commercially. means that we have great sponsors, uh, and we, we have the ability to remain pretty financial. So that, that's the real positive, and what that allows us to do is, is work out with the clubs how best to utilise funds that will grow the game locally. So I guess our responsibility is, is to work with the clubs to make sure that we get a really strong model uh, for how we take it forward. And so the point that I made was let's get that right by taking time. Uh, interview every single club, uh, which we've we've done over the last couple of months, bring them together into the hui with some really clear, clearly defined uh, purpose set. And hopefully uh, out of that we get some really strong actions. And I, I think it's just so important, Smithy, because we don't want to see club rugby go backwards. Uh, if it did go backwards from where it is in, in a lot of our regions, I think we're in real trouble. So uh, this this is a really important step to make sure that we grow the health and, and the strength of our foundation. Couldn't agree with you more. I think that, that Colts type area, I mean, you haven't got a, if you haven't got a Colts team, you really haven't got a long-term future. And, no. And you hear stories of that, of that particular age group being an issue, Lyndon. Oh, it is, uh, and I mean we've we've got some natural challenges. I mean, uh, in in this area, of course, we don't we don't have the luxury of a university, so that that in its own right creates an extra uh, challenge for both Nelson and Blenheim. 
Uh, and there's ways around that, and, we, and we've got to look at how we do that. But, you know, that, that is a, um, a game-changer for a lot of areas. When you do have a uni- strong university, it's very, very difficult not to have a strong uh, age group at, at the Colts level competition. You should have, because you, you've got so many um, good young people in there who want to play rugby. So, so that is a natural barrier, but there are plenty of people here who um, are doing diplomas in, in different types of industries, uh, we've got big industries that employ a lot, a lot of young people. So it's a matter of how do we bridge the gap between the schools and the clubs because that, that's an ongoing issue. Um, why do we lose so many players who did play for their clubs as a, as a kid and they did go into rugby at secondary school and then somehow we seem to be losing a fair number, uh, which is not just because we don't have a university. So we've got, we've got to get our head around that and make it more compelling for those 16, 17, 18-year-olds to leave school and, and want to join their club and play the game. Yeah, I, I think uh, you're dead right there. I think it's one of the uh, the most uh, interesting and, and I think it's one of those areas that's going to define the game going forward. Uh, can you just put your, your other hat on for your second, your former hat, if it, if it still fits, uh, the refereeing hat. Uh, my, you know, I've got to say that last Monday uh, on this show was the least reaction we've had to a refereeing performance and I would assume that people were pretty happy with the, the Brendan Prickerall performance. Not easy, refereeing the All Blacks, being a New Zealander at home against Australia. So I, I imagine no. that was a pretty pleasing performance. But the game, uh, since you refereed, it seems to have taken so many turns towards uh, you know, uh, communication between touch judges or ARs as they are these days, TMOs and things. How do you read refereeing now as opposed to when you did it, Lyndon? Well, it's a great, it's a great question, um, and uh, there's no simple answer to that other than to say, look, the game the game has evolved at the professional level so much, and and with that comes a lot more strategising uh, by teams. That you know, you look at how organised and incredibly um, systematic teams are on defence, and that puts attack under a lot of pressure. Uh, they're under a lot of time pressure, so. There's a lot of things happening on the rugby field now in a professional game that's very fast, uh, very, very well controlled by defences, and that puts the referee under a lot of pressure both at set piece and also at the breakdown. I mean, I, it's very hard for me to compare. If I, and I actually speak to someone the other day at the pub who, who said, um, what did you enjoy the most when you refereed? And I said, I loved Super Rugby. That was, that was the, the game I enjoyed the most, and I probably refereed it during the era when attack was dominating defence. And so it really was a breeze to referee. You know, as long as, long as you uh, got into sync with the flow of the game, then, you know, I think you got a really good um, a good name for yourself as a referee and, and you enjoyed a, a, a stirring game of rugby. I think what we're dealing with at the moment is the defences are so strong. And I mean, I look at that Lions South Africa series and uh, it was actually really disappointing to watch as a spectator because there's very little rugby played. Uh, it, you know, we're lucky in this country, the amount of um, attack skill that we have and the, the depth of our, our player skill that allows us to play a, a more exciting brand. But, yeah, I, I think we've got to get on top of that. You know, the balance between attack and defence, for me, makes the difference between um, a game that's really enjoyable to watch and easier to referee versus... Uh, going from transition to transition, you know, set piece to breakdowns, difficult to get through. So we kick the ball, we go back to the line out, 
we restart. We're in transition a lot at the moment. So, you know, that's not easy to referee. Lyndon Bray, as always, uh, a pleasure talking to you. Uh, look, top-class referee, uh, reached the top there, and uh, you just sense uh, with Lyndon Bray and, and hearing those thoughts about the future of the game, uh, he's on his way to the top side of the administration of rugby as well. Wish him all the best. Stay safe down there, Lyndon. And one of New Zealand's bits of paradise, Nelson. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91